Lord in the land of the living. You get your deliverance, you get your healing, your strength, your joy unspeakable and full of glory. God comes in and shakes the salt of his anointing on the service. And what a time, what a time, what a time. You can't, you can't rejoice in the Lord and, 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 and in, in the grave. You must praise and worship him while you live. Is that all right? If you would, go to Psalms 116, verses 12 and 13. Psalms 116, verses 12 through 13. Are you there? I will begin reading in your ear. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all of his people. Now, here the scripture said, what will, you got to take this thing personal. What shall you render unto the Lord for all of his benefits toward you? How can you repay him for all of his bounty for dealings in your life? God did some dealings in your life. Come on, somebody. God that made some way that you thought that wasn't going to even be made. God pulled some strings that you didn't even notice being pulled. Come on, somebody. God that did some awesome things in your life. And then the, uh, David said, what you going to do to repay him? Come on, somebody. David knew that the only thing worth, worthy of his offering was to take up the cup of salvation and call it on the name of the Lord. He recalls his troubles and how the Lord delivered him from them. Remember your troubles when the Lord delivered you out of them. You done been in some bad situations. You done been into some terrible situations. But guess what? It was God that pulled you out. You didn't pull yourself out. Come on, somebody. You, If you could have pulled yourself out, you would have never got in it. Come on now. Therefore, it's time to offer him the sacrifice of praise. You know, when you give God a sacrifice of praise, it, it's not every time everything is going good. You have to give your praise when even when things are going bad. You got to praise God when you got, and you got to praise God when you don't have. You got to praise God when you up, and you got to praise God when you down. After your deliverance, 
You vowed to serve him the, res the rest of your day. Don't you remember when you said, Lord, if you just get me out of this this time, Lord, if you just save me, I will serve you for the balance of my day. You don't forget what the balance is. Come on, somebody. You think that you done paid in full. Come on now. But you know what? When you paid in full, the scripture said uh, that he that endures to the end, the same shall, you got to run on to the clock said, that's it. So what happened to your praise? What happened to your worship? What happened to you giving him your all? What happened? What happened? What stopped you from praising God? What stopped you from worshiping God? Wow. Those are questions that each and every one need to answer within themselves. What caused you to stop giving God his praise? Out of all that he done for you? Huh? Out of all that he brought you through? Out of all the doors that he opened up for you? Wow. How soon we forget. And guess what? In order for you to keep riding on the praising and the worshiping of a God, guess what? You got to be a participator. You can't sit in service and make service dead because you don't feel like praising God. You got to be, if everybody that came in the service of God would be a participator in worshiping and praising God, what a kind of service we would have. Then that's when God would come in and sprinkle some salt of his anointing on the service that you can get something out of it, that you can get your help, that you can get your healing, that you can get, you can get delivered. That's the kind of service that brings forth God in his presence and his divine deliverance to his people. When he see that they want to praise him despite of. Hmm. You made that vow. Huh? Lord, I, 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 I'm going to give y'all some of your words about it. Lord, if you just get me out of this this time. Huh? I promise you I ain't coming back here no more. Huh? Come on, somebody. And by the time you think God can forget, and God don't never forget, by the time you think God forgot, there you go easing back. You forgot the vow that you made to him. You forgot the promise that you made to him. But guess what? God didn't forget it. He got it wrote down. Go to Psalm number 34. Very, very notable passage of scripture, but I need you to understand that 
this passage of scripture is when this man was in trouble. This man was running for his life. Come on, somebody. This man was driven out of his kingdom. And you know what? Out of all that he was going through, you know what he said? I will bless the Lord at all times. Can you continue to bless God in your losing? Can you continue to praise God when you are without? Two bucks in your pocket. Can God get a praise? Or you got to wait till you get 200 in your pocket. Come on now. Can God get a praise because the only thing that you got in the coverboard is some poking beans and hope you got two weenies in the refrigerator so that you can make a meal? Can you praise God anyhow? You got to be a participator so that God can fill your cupboard up. So that you can look in the refrigerator and thought you didn't have something and found out that you got plenty to eat in there. But we forget to recognize the God that we serve to being a provider. Amen. But we said we would bless him at all times. Huh? Y'all get that one? We would, we, would, we would bless him at all times. And, and, and I know the uh, fact that we haven't totally got there because half the time when you get to service, you can't do it. And you got the freedom to do it. You have the freedom to worship God and you won't take advantage of it. Wow. What are you going to do when the advantage is taken away? What are you going to do when your freedom of worship is gone? Amen. What are you going to do? He said, his praises shall continue to be in my mouth. If his praises is continually in your mouth, somebody hear you. Huh? Somebody hear you because guess what? What's in your mouth is coming out. If you got a, worth, a, a, a worthy praise to give God, you're going to let it be known because it's going to continue to come out of your mouth. Not just when uh, uh, everybody that go to church see you, but when you're by yourself. Amen. When you're in the wilderness, your wilderness days, you still got to give God praise. He said, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, somebody got to see your inside praise. Somebody got to hear you praising God from the inside. Somebody got to hear your praise that it's authentic. It's not a put on, it's a come on. And whoever hear your praise should, when they hear the authenticness in it, they going to join in. Uh, ain't nothing like a bunch of folks that praising God all together with one accord. I can imagine when they was up on uh, uh, on the day of Pentecost up in the upper room. 
I can imagine what kind of praises was going on that God just stepped in and all at once just swooped in like a rushing mighty wind and filled all of them. Now, isn't that wonderful? He said he filled all of them. midst of all the confusion. Now you got to remember now, Jesus just got hung on the cross and, and, and Jesus rose from the grave and, and Jesus had gone back to glory and, 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 and they trying to discredit that and, and they telling that the disciples and, and all the rest of them is lying. They stole him and took him somewhere. In the midst of all of this chaos, God came through and blessed 125 folks all at once. And the world got the news because guess what? The world was there. Amen. Every nationality was there to see the blessings of God poured out according to his scriptures. Amen. So here David saying, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Huh? We ought to want every saint in the house to worship God when it's time for us to come together. We ought to want everybody to be in tune and part of the worship service when we come together. Amen. Because you know what? It creates a oneness because God is a one God. God is oneness. He wants his people to be oneness. So we, when we come together to praise God and worship God, if we, are, if we be a participator, God will come in and be a participator too. Ain't nothing like God coming in and participating in the service. Good God Almighty. If God come in and participate in the service, all your aches and pains is gone. You don't forget about all your troubles. You don't forget about you didn't have but two nickels, one in each pocket. Come on, somebody. Because if God come in and be a participator in the service, you feel like you got a million dollars. You feel like you got everything. You feel like you're sitting on top of the world. Man, you ain't got no reason to be sad. Only time that a person is sad in such a service of God it's because they'd allow that little man to sit on their shoulder and call the shots. Y'all know who that little man is. Here David there. Now, 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 now see, all of David praises now. All of David, all he been going through and all that was happening with him. Then he dropped down in, in verse number four and he said, I sought the Lord. Huh? In the midst of your praises and in the midst of your worshiping, you got to seek God. Huh? He said, I sought the Lord. And guess what God did? He said, God heard me. Why did God hear him? Because he was worshiping and he was praising God. And in the midst of his praise, he began to call on God. Amen. And he heard me. And he delivered me. 
from all of my fear. So guess what? David was in trouble. And, the, and, and David's troubles had David in fear. But when he got to praising and worshiping God and calling on God and God heard him calling on him, David said, then God came in with deliverance. He came in did with deliverance and I didn't have to fear no more. Wow. Can you imagine just paraphrasing when David was seeking God and God came in and, and, and God probably just said just a few words and then talked. You know what? God don't talk a whole bunch of paragraphs just to get your attention. God can say two, three words and he ought to have your attention. Because the power of God can be in two words when well as can in 15. And I can imagine he probably ain't seen it. He probably told David at that point in time. unto him and were light and their faces were not ashamed. You can't be ashamed of God. Huh? Just because you going through something don't mean you still can't afford to be ashamed of God. Y'all hear me? If they even get to telling you where is your God, you still can't be ashamed of God. Huh? You gotta, you gotta show God, God, I'm sealed to this thing. I'm standing on you with or without. Look how they talked about the Hebrew boys before they threw him in the fiery furnace. Them boys said, I'm sealed to this. It's okay. I know my God is able to deliver, but if he do not, I'm still won't bow to you. You got you, you to gotta have that kind of unshakable faith in God. The problem is, is our faith is still shaky because we don't participate with God in praising and worshiping. That God can come in and sprinkle some anointing on it. That God can come in and give some answers. Hmm. This poor man cried. And the Lord heard him. <laughs> and saved him out of all of his trouble. Not some of them, but he saved him out of all of his trouble. When God come to do a job, he come to do a complete job. Come on, somebody. God don't come to do nothing in pieces. He come to do a complete job on you. If you allow him to do it, God will do a complete job on you. If you can stand the pull, God will pull you through. The angel, good God Almighty, of the Lord, encamp around them that fear them, him, and deliver them. You mean to tell me that even when I'm in trouble, even when the health is failing, even when it seems like ain't nothing going right, that God still got angels that can camp around you to keep you from going on? Can you believe your life? 
Hmm. I like this because David had to have experience in dealing with God. David had to have had firsthand knowledge of what God can do, will do. And he said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is a man. Huh? Oh, taste that. You know what he said? Try. What you need to do is try God. <laughs> you need to try God to the point that you will see that God is good. And not only God is good, whatever God say is good. God's word is good. God's word is powerful. God's word is anointed. God's word is life. <laughs> Taste it and see. But you got to trust. And the problem that the people that have in their day is a trust issue. Come on now. We don't trust back because of what we see. We don't trust because of the bad news we get. But oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. Where your trust is today? Huh? David noticed. David didn't wait on anyone else. To commit to blessing the Lord. He did it himself. You know, it was like, if I got to go, I'm going to go by myself. Don't nobody want to praise God. You know, and that's the attitude you ought to have when you come to service. Don't nobody else want to praise God. I'm going to praise him myself. Don't nobody else want to worship God. I'm going to worship God myself. Because I want to see the salvation of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. He made it his personal saying, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will continue to praise him. Amen. Praising God must become a habit. It's got, you got to, it, 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 you got to be addicted to praising God. <laughs> You know what? We found it very easy to get addicted to everything else. But now when it comes down to God, that addiction just won't come. We got to get addicted to praising God. I got to praise God anyhow. Come on, somebody. Bad news come. You got to praise God anyhow. Come on now. Things ain't working out like you think they are. You got to praise God. I'm addicted. I got to give him some praise anyway. What are you praising for, Antina? Everything's falling apart. I know it, but I still got to praise him. I'm addicted to this thing. I'm addicted to giving God glory. Regardless of what I have or what I don't have, I still got to give God the glory. Not only did he vow to praise him, but he vowed to boast (laughs) within the Lord. Huh? He, 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 he vowed to make it known who he served. I'm going to make my boast in the Lord. Somebody going to hear me. Somebody going to notice who I'm talking about. Why? Because I'm lifting him up. I ain't lifting myself up. I'm lifting him up. 
I'm not lifting myself up in prayer, but I'm lifting God up in worship and praise. Amen. Boast about he put you, he pulled, you ought to be boasting about he pulled you out of that horrible pit. Uh, he pulled you out of hell addictions. Woo! Well, look at all the addiction that God pulled us out of. Huh? And then guess what? And they all wasn't drugs either. Come on now. Some had sticky fingers. Some had sticky pants and sticky dresses. Come on now. Amen. Some had sticky tongue. Couldn't help but lie. Amen. So look at all the hell addiction that God pulled you out of. Some just couldn't bite their tongue. It was just, it, 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 uh, uh, it, it was just, cursing would just flow out like normal. Huh? Look at the training that God did on you. Look at the thing that God made you be able to stop. Amen. Brought you smooth up out of hell's addiction. The very thing that was going to send you to hell. He reached down there and brought us out. There was no one that could have done it for you. You had all kind of friends and they couldn't do nothing but help you get further down in there. Matter of fact, they couldn't even get their own self out. You and them both, we all were clamming over each other's back, sliding back down. And if you got too high above them, they pull, they, they pull you back down. You don't stay down here with me. Show God what he means to you. You got to have a soul concert. Oh, good God Almighty. You got to sometimes sing to yourself. You got to make melody to yourself. You got to tell yourself, I'm having this concert all by myself, just me and God. Amen. So guess what? Now that means that the magnified God, that means you got to stop being a spectator or a speculator and start being a participator. You got you to turn that thing around. We're in the time now that guess what? We all got we we to participate in the praising of God and the worshiping of God because guess what? We're too close to the time of the end. And guess what? If you don't know how to worship him now, you can't worship him when you get there. You're going to be out of tune. Amen. Go to Psalm 63. Verses 1 through 8, when David was in the wilderness of Judah, he said these words, O God, thou art my God, 
early will I seek thee. Or do you just wait till you get in trouble to seek him? Do you sought for him early? Come on, somebody. So that you can get some directions and instructions. Just a touch from God to take you through the day. My soul thirsted for thee. My flesh longed for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Good God Almighty. Now, you was in the wilderness. Now, he was in naturally in the wilderness. Some, we're, we're in the spiritual wilderness where we can't even get no water. We can't even get the Holy Ghost to bubble up in us. Huh? We don't fool around and let our well run dry. And your soul is thirsting. Your soul need to hear from God. Your soul need God to give it a fresh touch. Come on, somebody. Because guess what? If your, if your soul had to wait on your flesh to ask God to give you a touch, it wouldn't make it. Your soul is asking God, touch me, Lord, so we can shake up this old dead flesh. We can shake up this old dead flesh because ain't no water rolling. Ain't no water bubbling up in it, God. I need a fresh anointing. I need some a fresh drink of anointed water from the Holy Ghost. To see thy power and thy glory. To see thy power and thy glory. You know what I noticed? We don't, we don't come to service to see the power of God move. We just come to service and it's a routine thing. We don't come to service with an expectation to see God move in the house. Huh? Can I tell you something else? Well, Selfish because it didn't sit on you. you Got to get out of them selfish spirits. If it ain't for you, it ain't for nobody. That's not God. That's you. Amen. So as, now listen, to see the power and thy glory, so as I have seen in the sanctuary. Y'all don't expect nothing when you come to church. You want to be expecting to want to see God move every time you hit the church. 
Huh? David said, I'm in the wilderness, but I remember when I seen the power and the glory of God move in the sanctuary. He was living off what he had already seen God do. Some of y'all around here know him. Well, he ain't show me what. Because you wasn't looking for nothing. Huh? You wasn't expecting nothing. Because if you had been expecting something, you'd have been praising him and then worshiping him. Huh? God inhabit the praises of his saints. And you going to withhold your praise from God? Wow. The very thing that he inhabits. What do you think that you're going to get in return? You're going to get zero. Amen. Why? Because you're not a participator. Thou hast seen thee in the sanctuary because thy love and kindness is better than life. Wow. God's love and kindness is better than life. Why do you think he said that? Because guess what? God can take me from earth to glory. My life don't have to stop here on earth. Come on, somebody. God take me from earth to everlasting life. That's why that God's love and kindness is better than life. My lips uh -oh, shall praise thee. Uh, this man is in the wilderness. And he's still saying, my, who he going to say, who he going to praise God to? It was birds out there. It was animals out there. They heard him praising God. But because you ain't got a stage, because you ain't got a crowd, you can't open your mouth and give God some praise. Wow. You better learn how to praise God if you all by yourself. Come on now. If, that's, if you want God to hear you, Thus will I bless thee while I live. Who wait until they get to the grave to bless God? Maybe when you dead, you dead. Your lips is closed. No blood is flowing. And your eyelids show ain't coming open to judgment day. So ain't nothing you can do once you hit the grave. So David said, you better bless him while you live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Oh, Lord, have mercy. We act like if we ain't got, the, if we ain't came into some, 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 some change, or, if we... We ain't came in with something. We can't get God praise. If we ain't got something going on for ourselves, we act like we can't praise God. You get a do bill and you come in the house like you do bill. Praise God. 
just because you got a do bill. Come on, somebody. If you couldn't help but to get the do bill, then you praise God so God can help you with the do bill. But if you got to do, if it was your fault for getting the do bill, take it with patience. Come on, somebody. But that shouldn't stop you from praising God. That should not stop you from giving God his glory. Amen. It is time for the people of God to make God shine. Not you. You started trying to get to shine yourself. But it's time for God to shine in your life. It's time for you to set God on the pedestal. Amen. Look what I'll even done for you. Come on now. You could have been out on the street. Doing whatever. Come on now. I don't think nobody in here had to peep through the garbage can to find anything to eat. Because God was a provider. Huh? Nobody in here had to sleep on somebody's front porch. Because God was your shelter. Come on, somebody. And you can't praise him? Amen. Some of you still got the newness smell on you. And you can't praise God. Come on, somebody. Amen. If you were able to go out and buy a blouse, you ought to thank God that you were able to go out and buy a blouse. If you were able to go out and buy you a pair of pants, you ought to thank God that you were able to go out and buy a pair of pants. That you didn't have to fumble through the garbage to get you something to wear. Or go out to Goodwill and see that they have anything out there to fit you. Or go and ask somebody, do you have anything that I can put on just to cover me? But God made sure that you was covered. And you can't praise him. You better worship God while you got a chance. Because guess what? The next few days you might not have a chance. You don't know what's coming down the pipe. So you better learn how to worship him now. So when trouble comes that you have a praise on the inside. Bubbling up that you can't keep to yourself. David said. When I remember thee. Up on my bed. Do you go to bed thinking about him? Do you go to bed with God on your mind? He said, and I will meditate on thee in the night watch. Uh, because thou hast been my help. Therefore in the shadows of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul Follow it hard after thee. Thy right hand upholded me. Wow. David said, I remember all that stuff. Huh? And, and, and while I'm laying in my bed, before I go to sleep, got you on my mind. I meditate on what all you done done for me and brought me through, got me out of. Come on, somebody. Amen. To learn how to thank God. Amen. David said, 
at the break of day. <laughs> God, I will seek your counsel. Huh? For you are my God and my soul thirsted. My soul, I need refreshing from you. I'm in a wilderness where there's no water for my flesh, yet I long to see your power and your glory as I have seen you to move in the house of the living God. David said, I saw him move. Huh? I saw God at work. down to Matthew chapter 4. you didn't take out the running before Antino. If you was if you were feeling God uh, uh, tugging on you, why keep resisting the tugging of God? Amen. Ah, uh, all right. I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna leave you alone. 
23rd verse of the fourth Matthew 4, 23rd through 24. I believe that's it. Let's read them, please. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogue, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers disease and torment, and those which were possessed with devils, and those that were lunatic, and those that had palsy, and he healed them. But guess what happened? There were some folks in the synagogue that was participating. There were folks in the synagogue that was going and getting some sick folks. There were folks in the synagogue that knew some folk that were possessed with devil, so apparently they went out and got them. They were participating because guess what? They had heard the teaching and the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom and saw all manner of the healing in the church. There was a man from Galilee, he healed it. Huh? Goodbye. <coughs> They didn't go out and twist nobody's arm and they went and told Friend of mine in a dream. And I called him. And I talked to him. I found his phone number and I talked to him. Tried to get him to come to church. That's why I was getting up Sunday looking out the windows. Because I was still hoping he was going to show up. And when I called him, I didn't know his condition. And after I talked to him, I found out that he had lost one of his kidneys. And he was on dialysis. I told him, I said, man, don't you know God can make that one kidney work like two? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been reading. I said, brother, don't you know you got to do more than just read? You got to get to the house. And it ain't like that he didn't know where he was. We were because he had been there once before. I said, you got to get to the house, man. I said, what you need is in the house. Oh, Bean, I'm going to be there. I'm coming. I'm coming. Uh, I know where you at. I know where I said. I'm going to be looking for you. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Didn't see him. But that's on him. But just like they was going out in the street getting these folks in the month, I told him. I told him where his, where, where his help was. I told him he had to make it to the house. These folks didn't get no help unless they made it to Jesus. 
These folks didn't get no. And it said, and he healed all, even the lunatic. Those that were possessed with devils. Those that had divers of disease and torment. He healed them all. Because guess what? They made it to the house. They made it to Jesus and got their healing. They had to be a participator. Jesus didn't go out to them. They had to come to him. Why are we still waiting on Jesus to come to us instead of us going to Jesus? Why are we still waiting on the Lord when we ought to be going to the throne of grace? Come on, somebody. The month. something. Come on, somebody. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Something tell you to go get prayer. You ought to have sense enough to get up and go get prayer. Don't nobody know they need prayer no more, no more than you. If something tell you you need prayer and you know you need prayer, why are you still sitting down? You know what they call that? Pride. I got another word for it. I call it stupid pride. Because you know you need God's help. And, 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 and the Spirit will let you know you need help. Uh-huh. 
Absolutely. Yes, sir. No, sir. You're going to be waiting your season come. You got to have something stored up. Amen. That's why. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Relying on their stupid pride. Amen. Thinking you can shake it off. Huh? Come on, somebody. What have you ever been able to shake off? Amen. No more than some hair particles. <laughs> shake that off. <laughs> but any issues in your life, you can't shake it off. You got to go get some help. You got to go, as they say, you got to go to Jesus. Come on, somebody. And it may be something that he might not even want to hear you. He might tell you his grace is sufficient for you. Huh? Come on, somebody. You got to know that, though. But he's going to take you through. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Absolutely. You don't mean he gonna say something every time you call him. He's not gonna know. You gotta, you gotta hang on that. You gotta hang on to that. Yes, sir. It's gonna be all right, but it's the same word keep coming back. You gotta hang on to that. Mm-hmm. And so you know, and and, and and sometimes we listen to these folks that try to be super saints. It's not a such thing as a super saint. No, sir. Lying people that's trying to make you believe God gave them more favor than he did you. you. Uh huh. Against the book. Yes, sir. What I said to one, I said, I said all. all. Mm -hmm. He said the Holy Ghost to everybody. And, and so you, 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 you can look at the life of David, look at the life of uh, uh, Job and, and Paul and all them that. That went through. When I said went through, they went through. They went through. And, and when you look at, at, at the life of uh, uh, Paul, he had sense enough to them going three times, and I'm quick. Because mm -hmm. each time he went, he got the same, same thing. My grace is, is sufficient. Yes, sir. And see, and a lot of times, because somebody else said they got here, you don't know that. 
Can I tell you something? He can hear you one thing, you still gonna die from something else. Because mm-hmm. you weak getting out of here. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, and, and the life is so we the the best thing we can do is actually keep a life in a dialogue that's fitting for a child of God. You know, because uh when when the thing when it boils down to it, we are written epistles. People learn about God, about how we go through our trials. Mm-hmm. If it get hot and you out there cursing the first thing on it, they gonna close the book on you and tell me. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ever read something in the book that you didn't agree with, what did you close? Close the book. Didn't open it back up. And, and a lot of times, the, 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 your true salvation manifests when you're under pressure. If you're not under pressure, you don't know what you got. If you haven't been a child, and a child can say you don't know what you got. You're just going through the motion and talking a good day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go over to Romans chapter 12. Very notable scripture that we read all the time. We're going to add a little to it. Romans 12. First we're going to read verses 1 and 2. Let's read them please. I beseech you therefore brethren. By the mercies of God. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. First of all, you got to present yourself unto God. You can't present yourself unto God a living sacrifice if you're not participating. If you're not participating with worshiping and praising God, what is God getting out of you? What is, when, when, when you going to come alive? He said a living sacrifice. When you going to come alive? When you going to stop being dead? Because you got to be acceptable under God. And God said, I ain't asked you for nothing hard to do. He said, it's your reading of a service to serve me. It's your reading of a service to call on me. Out of all that I done done for you, and then you found it hard to call on me? You found it hard to worship me? You found it hard to be a living sacrifice unto me? I didn't ask you to hang on the cross. Yes, sir. 